Welcome to episode 227 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. In this episode, I will be talking to the cast of The Negroes Are Congregating. If you've been listening to Stageworthy for a while, or maybe you're a first-time listener and you're listening through a link you got on the website or through social media, did you know that you can subscribe so that you never miss an episode of Stageworthy? You can do that by searching for Stageworthy on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and clicking on the handy subscribe button. And then every week, the new episode of Stageworthy will be delivered right to your device. And if you subscribe, let me know that you're a new subscriber. If you want to drop me a line, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Phil Rickaby, and my website is philrickaby.com. And you can find Stageworthy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StageworthyPod, and the website where you can find the archive of all 227 episodes is at stageworthypodcast.com. As I mentioned, my guests are the cast of The Negroes Are Congregating. Uche Ama, Christopher Bautista, and Christopher Parker, along with playwright and director Natasha Morris, producer Troy DeFore, and stage manager Christy Mango. The Negroes Are Congregating runs from February 29th to March 14th at the Theatre Passmerai Main Space in Toronto. This is, I'm like looking at this, not, people don't do theater in the round very often, mm-hmm. and this is, this is really impressive. Um, I take it you're going to get audience members in the pews? You got mm-hmm. it. So that's exciting. Because audiences don't like to feel like they're... Nope, like, in right the show. In there. <laughs> but like, how are you, are you going to convince people or are you just going to get people like sitting there? You're just going to get the ushers to seat them. I mean, I think they're ticketed seats, aren't they? Yeah. They're ticketed seats, so it's... <laughs> Sorry, let me make it clear. They're not assigned seats. No. It's, it's generally the seating. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, if, if I you hope show, people if, sit in the view. Yeah, you know, if, if, if you show up a little bit late and we're full, that's yeah, you're going to sit there. But we have, we're, we have it set up with the ushers in front of our staff that in their communication with people coming, they'll be leading people to the pews. And they'll be offering up the pews as, <gasps> just general, as if it's a general chair. Nice, yeah. Um, so yes, and if somebody we we have said to I've said to the front of house lead Carolyn, if somebody asks, you know, are we in the show from the pews? Just say that the pews are a part of the set. Just say that. <laughs> like, just leave it at that. But yeah. yeah, we're leading people there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, how do you guys? Because that's a, that's an audience is like right up, like right up on you. How do you feel about that? It's my first time doing that. Um, I don't know how I feel yet. I guess I'll figure it out after we have an audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what we should do is we should make sure that we get everybody's name so that as we're as we're, as people are listening to this, they can hear whose voice belongs to who. So we we'll start here and we'll go all the way around. All right. I just spoke. Christopher Parker. Christy Mango. Uche Ama. Natasha Morris. Christopher Bautista. And Troy DeFore, the producer. All right. So... Um, so we're just talking about like doing this in the round. How do all of you feel about having everybody up so close? I've had one experience where I had people on stage before, 
and it's definitely like, whoop, yep, there's people right next to me, <laughs> right? Uh, but it makes it very alive, and it can be different, and mm. I, there's something I love about that. So yeah. looking forward to it again. Never have I uh, done a show where people are this close. Mm. Like the first row of chairs, yeah, yeah. but the pews, yeah, that's gonna, yeah, it's really close, say. especially doing musical theater. Like and doing, you and don't doing, really do doing opera. Like we always had to do recitals, and mm-hmm. so the first row is yes. friendly, you know. So that's I'm used to that. Yeah. I've never had it this intimate where they're literally on the set, but. Yeah. I, I think it'll be fine. Like, we could it'll sit on fun. laps if you want, you know. Keeps you yeah, honest. I might. You know? yeah. Have you, like, because I know for me, a lot of times when you're doing a show, you don't really make eye contact with audience members. Oh. Oh, this um, one. There's a lot of eye contact. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're definitely yeah, yeah, going to yeah, make yeah. eye contact. Oh, I mean, you have to when they're this close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine so, just, like, looking by somebody. Yeah. You know, for me, I did, I did a solo show, and the first time I did it, I cheated. I, like, looked between mm. people. But, like... They know. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, you have to make the eye contact. So, it's have you guys effective. done that from the stage before? We have not had the opportunity as of yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm embracing I mean, we've that. definitely, some of the blocking is insists that, that we do that. So, yeah. that's the way I've been practicing. Yeah. Mm, right. You know? Mm. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be nice to see how, uh, how, it, how, it, how it turns out. I feel like one of the big things of the show is to, like, bring the audience into our world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And there's yeah. always that portion of, you know, the audience applause, the audience interaction for any type of show. But then now when we need, like, they need the audience yeah. to help create their show, their world. Yeah. I feel like it's so, at that point. I think what we've been seeing here in our text and QDQs will just enhance when they get mm-hmm. to me the audience members are more set pieces mm. yeah I no I feel bad. no I <laughs> feel that but, um, I feel that in some moments that. like right I right now I'm like oh I wish there was someone there so yeah, I could yes. feed a, off of their energy yeah. feed off of their discomfort make them more uncomfortable mm-hmm. like yeah and just to piggyback off that too not only is there that element but there's also the element of us as black actors always being um, the object of mm-hmm. the dominant gaze, right? Mm-hmm. And so for us you to have the say opportunity... say the white gaze, it's yeah, all right. For us to have the opportunity to spin that on its head, right? And to like, okay, I'm looking at you now and you don't have anywhere to go, right? Yeah. There's something beautiful about that yeah. and just uncomfortable and yeah. out of that uncomfortable, uh, uncomfort, hopefully there's something that encourages someone to grow. You know? Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Um, Natasha, when we were talking in the in the last episode, we were talking about um, how Toronto ob- audiences have seen this show in the past and how they reacted. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we thought, because I don't think they've ever been a, it hasn't happened in this show where the audience has been this close yet. No. Um, and there's nowhere to run for, for a lot of this audience. Um, and so people get, get uncomfortable. They just have to sort of sit in it, yeah. which is... Yes. Kind of awesome for a show that, that that deals with welcome to our world. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so now that I see, because you mentioned Natasha, how different this show was, mm-hmm. um, and there's more to it now than there was when I saw it in Halifax. Um, now that you're in the space, because when we talked, you weren't in here yet. Um, what have you learned about this show so far? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm happy that it's in the round. I actually would love a 
the audience was even closer. How? <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, right? But. The, one of the big pieces that we've been talking about with our dramaturge, um, Donna Michelle, St. Bernard, Lincoln, Anthony Blades, mm. and even Andy McKim, who championed this piece to be in the season, um, was like, it's missing a little interaction, like that direct interaction. Mm. And we've added um, a game show, <laughs> a little element of surprise that it's like completely mm-hmm. improv mm. and mm. we're getting real life answers mm-hmm. we've been practicing <laughs> with lots of different scenarios yeah. but that's what i'm most looking forward to mm. during the show mm-hmm. because it happens midway and i think at that point the audience like okay this is happening like i am part <laughs> it's like we're ready yeah. <laughs> and the round is perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys have been have been working on this show. When did you guys start rehearsals for this show? February tenth. February tenth. Oh, she's got it like right at the top. Mm-hmm. Of the mm-hmm. um, <laughs> well, move because it is difficult to move from like a rehearsal space. Oh yeah. Into. Like in the round, especially yeah. because you're used to, to yeah. doing things in one one direction. Um, what's been the most difficult thing about adjusting to in the round? Um, well, we were using the rehearsal space as we were doing it, as it was going to be in the round. But actually being here and realizing how much space there is beyond where we're standing, I think that's been for me the biggest thing to get accustomed to and like running all over this theater mm. yeah yeah mm. <laughs> well how much space like you've got to I mean you uh, when I walked in you were just down here on the stage mm-hmm. and the next thing I know you're you were up there on the balcony <laughs> and over there. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of ground to cover right. mm-hmm. and it's um, basically all Uche doing man. Oh, yeah these dudes are just like entrance here entrance here exit here bye because they know you can handle it yeah. that's the way to look at it <laughs> Um, so, I know I got uh, I got Natasha's take on what the Negroes are congregating is about. Um, I would love to hear uh, how you guys describe what the play is about. Why me? Okay. <laughs> um, I look at it as uh, vignettes of the African diaspora. diaspora? Diaspora. Diaspora. As the uh, just vignettes of of the African experience, be it Canadian, U.S., South African, etc. Because as a whole, Black culture does tend to have so many universal themes, no matter what part of the world you come from. Mm -hmm. And so, this particular show manages to to give you um, different looks into into our experience Mm -hmm. from all the different um, viewpoints. Mm. Totally agreed, Uh, and with the thread of white superiority and internalized racism that comes as a result of systemic racism and that's the most interesting part about or one of the my favorite parts about the show is because it's taking a look at the results of how racism can actually affect black people's behaviors thoughts actions mm-hmm. to support each other. to support those racist ideologies mm-hmm. right and so looking at that and and exploring that and Breaking it down, I think, is, is, is vital as well. Yeah. Was, was that a topic that you that was a, that you had <clears throat> thought about before this show, or 
or is was that something that you have you faced in in the process of rehearsing the show? I would say that I've discussed it and learned about it at university. I had like an amazing instructor there at USC, Michelle Gordon, and she like broke things down from Marcus Garvey to um, Ida B. Wells and and a lot of great great thinkers in, mm-hmm. in race theory. But um, I'd say this show got me to think about it in an entirely new way, right? And so I'm very grateful for the experience. How about the rest of you? Uh, For me, um, I said yesterday about being nervous because of how political this piece is and if I wanted to uh, have myself as an artist really be a part of something so political because you never know how people are going to see you after they see you in something that is as in your face and important as something as as this show mm-hmm. is. So um, yeah, no, it's been amazing. It's actually been super incredible for me. It's pushed me beyond my boundaries in terms of what I ever thought I was capable of as an actor, mm-hmm. as a performer, as even just like a black person trying to understand other black people's experience mm-hmm. in the world. Because it's so it, you, it's so easy to just be like, okay, well, like I'm black and this is my experience, but like Chris is black too and so is Christy. So, but my, the way I walk through my life is completely different than mm-hmm. they walk through their lives. And it's easy to forget that. It's so easy to forget that, especially because now in society and the in media, it's all like black and white. There's no um, gradient mm. that is being discussed. So like this is what this show has been for me. Mm. Yeah. I want to get to uh, how you guys are navigating the, the, the ideas that we've been talking about. But I want to talk first about your um, nervousness about the the politics of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what is like, cause it's, it's important politics yeah. that, that are dealt with in this show. Yeah. So um, I'm curious about what you, like what do you worry that people are going to think about you as a performer from this? Show? You know, like now thinking about it, I'm like, I have no idea what the hell I was thinking before <laughs> <laughs> really. But because of my history in theater and like where I've normally found myself, mm. It's usually playing those caricatures, playing mm. those stereotypes. So um, uh, actually just being in the space, but then still playing the characters, mm-hmm. but they're not caricatures. Mm. I was saying, like, you know, I, I know every person in this play. I know somebody that is that person. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. um, but yeah, no, I was, I was just nervous because of the musical theater world that I'm used to being in it's not it's not as open Mm. as you may think yeah no i would uh, i'll piggyback on that and say Mm -hmm. that basically the world that she and i both work in is white dominant Mm -hmm. that's just what i mean so is most of the world but you know so you go and do a show that has such a heavy political message Mm -hmm. and the next thing you know they're like oh i don't know if i want to hire that uh, right like who knows they might come in with you know fists in the air <laughs> or like what if what if oh what if the director is not this you know, and like and we ask them to do that and they say oh well like this yeah. are they going to be difficult or whatever yeah, like exactly. it's so which is which that's is really, so sad yeah. too yeah. these are the things that we think as black people and yeah. as artists that we have to censor ourselves mm-hmm. and the play the show is not giving us 
not giving anybody a chance to, to be censored. No. It's right in your face, it's direct, yeah. it's intimate, mm-hmm. and it, you can't go anywhere. Yeah. You have and to I will sit say in that, it that as the older I get, I'm 29, and um, and I just the, the less I care about about being censored. I have all white roommates because I live in Toronto. And <laughs> anyway, and um, <laughs> and I, I don't like I I will tell them that whatever they're doing is white nonsense, and that <laughs> the problems that they are talking about are white people problems, and that white people created, and that you know there are things that that are issues around the world, you know, such as global warming and things of that nature, and it's 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 all created by white capitalism and I'm just I am blatant and blunt about Preach. it at this point sure. like, but then no. like that 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 in, that energy <laughs> yeah. being with your friends and having that conversation with people that you feel comfortable with and then coming on stage and still maintaining that dialogue and yeah. with strangers and hoping that oh like I hope I'm not going to be received any sort of way for <clears throat> supporting my people right. but, but like it's right so there. messy it's that you think that, that. that right there yeah. is that's the internalized mm-hmm. racism even yeah. if even if you are able to resist it's, it the fact that you're even having thinking have that about dialogue, that right internal dialogue in your head it's, that it's is anti-blackness yeah mm-hmm. which when you said right. that you're worried about being uh, uh perceived as difficult all i could think was a white person wouldn't worry about being perceived as difficult. Never. Right. Never. Never, ever. Right. Never. Right. Especially and not a white man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But there's the other way. Yeah. You can also flip that around because with a show called The Negroes Are Congregating, I remember hearing the title of Shakespeare's nigga for Joseph Jomo Pierre. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was like, this Mm-mm. is going to be... <clears throat> Uh, being frank, this is gonna be some BS. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to see like some fake hip hop, fake Shakespeare, Shakespeare type mixed thing. together yeah. and you just call it a play. Going there, I was like, this is brilliant. Mm. So deep and intellectual. He took his time. Mm. But how we think about what is black work or what's too provocative yeah. is still a script yeah. in our mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can see people thinking that with the show that are not white, that are black, sure. and be like, I'm I had a friend to come and support. I had a friend who hesitated saying the title of the play. And I was like, problem? <laughs> no, a lot of people are, yeah. are boycotting. A lot of black people are boycotting. They boycotted it, it, yeah, saying like we don't support this and we're not going to be talking about slavery anymore. Twenty twenty on Broadway. But did you see the uh, the video of uh, the white woman? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like mm. white people don't like to be confronted with white right fragility. Right yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Like, I always want to say, like, so people say white fragility doesn't exist, and I'm like, watch that video. Yeah. <laughs> watch that. Watch lots of videos. Just watch the videos. Just go on Twitter. There's a hashtag for that. Or don't, it's a sexual. <laughs> <laughs> um, as the producer, um, how, how do you, we were talking about the, the facing the, the, uh, the, the way that uh, black people police each other or themselves. Mm. Um, was that something that you had thought about before this play? Yes, a, a lot of the reason why I kind of I went on to I went on to continue producing the piece and stayed with it years back and we were doing it and now is because I and for further not confusion but for further conversation and for reality of who we are as people and how we see each other as black people I disagree with most of the things in the play. Mm. <clears throat> I do, and I vote, and she's known that mm-hmm. from the very first jump we've ever did mm. this, 
and that's why I I, I feel that. And, that yeah. and from the, and from years ago, I said, Tash, I I grew up in white suburb. I'm from Mississauga suburbs. Mm. Nice. Nice boy, good boy, whatever. <laughs> I think I'm good. <laughs> and then I'm, I did, we did festivals together, and I read what she had wrote, and I'm like, like, are we ever? I said to her, we're still doing that. Mm. I said we're we're that upset still. And then when I yes. looked at it, and I read, it and I said, you know what? I think there's something about me, my blackness, and my other people that. I'm not as educated at. Mm-hmm. And to the point, we, uh, me and Natasha were talking the other day um, at our Etoxy TV interview, and we realized that with not only this cast and the past cast we work with, mm-hmm. not, every, not every black person knows what Africa is. Right. Not every black Canadian or black person in Canada, knows. the person who identifies as black, yeah. knows about, I'm sorry, there are some people that don't know who Viola doesn't this. No. Mm-hmm. There, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's so much really where I'm yeah. coming from. I'm coming from the sense of, wow, I guess I didn't, I grew up in a comfortable enough world or I've been in a lot of, I've been in the only black man in a lot of white boardrooms and yeah. executive mm-hmm. tables where mm-hmm. I've, I've been accepted and, and whatnot to realize, no, I'm palatable for that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm palatable for that table. Um, you know, I, I speak like this. Yeah. I've got, you sound like a white lady on the phone. <laughs> like, at least it's a lady, so. Yeah. <laughs> hey. So, jumping into this work as a producer, mm-hmm. I'm the first of all to say, don't think that you've got seven, eight, a team of people going, this is what blackness is. Mm-hmm. That is not at all. We're all not here exact agreed on what we think blackness should be and how we should speak about that to the mm-hmm. world. But we agree on there's a conversation, there's something here we should dive into. Yeah. And it was a personal for me to go, you know what? How we police and how we see each other as black people, mm-hmm. you know, I want to know more about it actually. So let, let me put the money to it. Let me let me let's get it out there because once it's out, maybe I'll see things and find things. And all these years we go on. There's still stuff I don't agree with, and there's still stuff I go, you know what? I never even thought of that. Mm-hmm. I never thought of that at all. The idea of Africville is that did is that did you choose Halifax specifically because of Africville when you guys took took this play to Halifax, or was that no. like you just happened to it, get it? it, it happened. What was on Google? What was available that summer? I'm <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> like who needs to hear the work? Yeah. Just I, we believe in. You know what? Get it out. Yeah. And then get the feedback from wherever we go. Um, I want to go back to what Troy was saying, though. Um, just, I actually, I didn't even, I saw the submission for the audition come through the equity, like, newsletter, and I intentionally didn't tell my agent to submit me. Um, but they submitted me anyway because they were doing their job. I got the audition and then got the, the thing. But even after all that, I was still, even going into rehearsals, I'm just like, I never really feel black enough sometimes to be doing to be doing a project like this. And so I'm piggybacking off of what Troy is saying Mm -hmm. because I feel like we come from a similar vein in that thought in terms of I think that I have, uh, which is something I've realized over the last few years that yes, I have lived a very palatable palatable for white 
people existence, yes. which has so affected I. the way in which I've experienced racism mm-hmm. and whatnot. And so I know these things happen, but it's so funny because things don't always, they don't generally happen to me. I mean, I get, I get the standard like systemic stuff that we all get and whatnot. And I'll get a, you know, just a look here and there and that's and that sort of thing, you know, just someone's clearly uncomfortable because there's a black man in the room. Mm. But in terms of the uh, in terms of some of the very overt stuff that we discuss in the in the play i haven't lived it mm-hmm. but i know that it is there and and i i would i it's funny cuz i grew up thinking sometimes like is it really that bad are we really mm-hmm. is it is it you know yeah. are, but, we, are we just are we, yeah. yeah but then i i think the first time my eyes were opened a little bit was uh, a sociology 101 <laughs> funny enough <laughs> wow. we watched the documentary called ethnic notions um, which basically took you through a lot of it took you through like birth of a nation and took you through all of like the caricatures and you know the jazz singer and yeah. and minstrelsy and things of that nature and I saw all of this and I and I realized the ways in which we've been depicted in the media through like since slavery and on mm. and how that has influenced the way everyone looks at us and the way that we look at each other mm. and I was like oh so I missed all of this mm. somehow but it is there mm. and and so I, I I agree so I agree with the things that that are in the play because I have I've seen it in university settings and that sort of and I've, I've like, I studied it that sort of way and learned about it but I, I haven't necessarily experienced all of it and sometimes I feel like well if I haven't actually experienced it myself am I allowed to depict it <clears throat> you know the black enough that, like again that was where I was aligned when, when I remember reading this and like Tash I was like and she wanted me to she wanted to work with me on this and I said Tash like, I don't know if I'm black enough to do this for you and then I, after reading the script and, and then literally taking five minutes and I, we were on the phone I said this on the phone and I said, you know, wait, forget what I just said. Wait a minute, I'm a businessman. I do what I do. I like what I like. I'm a proud gay man. I go where I go. That's my blackness. So, and I stopped now to think about that. And what, me, that's my blackness to me. Quote, unquote, my identity of that in Canada. So just because I, just because I don't hang out up in Eglinton, or I don't go to the restaurants at Eglinton to be around Little Jamaica and, and to see how um, Little Jamaica needs needs more support uh, in Toronto. Um, does that make me not black? No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. So I had to stop and realize, you know what? My blackness is, is what I identify with. And what I identify with actually wants to learn more from this piece and learn more from the others of this piece. I, I honestly have been doing this all these years so I could just we can just get to the discussion, the talk back discussion at the end, so I can hear what people are thinking. And I, I love hearing people disagree in that discussion. Because I don't want to sit here, present a project and say, This is what it and we and how black people should be and what we are. I think it's it's awesome there's a there's a talk back after this show. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I think or discussion. When, or discussion. Uh, yeah, I think mm-hmm. talk discussion. back has a certain yeah. Yeah. thing to um, yeah. I remember when I did see it in Halifax, I was like, this audience has some things to say. <laughs> and I thought, this, this, like, yeah. and, and. I remember that. Sorry. <laughs> that there was that one Jew, was the Jewish, she was like, um, there was a woman who, her, her background ancestry, she was Jewish, and I, I apologize, I do forget mm. where else it was, but she, she felt offended. 
Well, she said that the, the whiteness is not related to her identity and that we should be specific with which white we're talking about. Right, because they're so specific about which black we're right. talking about. But she also right. That's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> but then proceeded to have a racist comment about skin tones in her cast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're just so, like It's like, okay, so you're just gonna contradict yourself right yeah. there and like this There's is basically Yeah, this is yeah. exactly why like this is happening. And that like, brings about my hesitancy of, of the con- to participate in the discussion. Honestly, I'm I would nervous. call her out so fast. Yeah. I would go from here to here. Yeah. And then someone would have to pull me off. <laughs> but that's the thing. For hundreds of years we've had to as black people to silence ourselves mm-hmm. at the, for, for the cost of white At comfort, the table. right? Yeah. And, no, you're right. And yeah. we owe it to our ancestors to not do that because they didn't have the opportunity to. And so, like, I had a, a initial bit of hesitation when I first found out about this as well. And that's just because, like, I have some friends in entertainment that are like, never split your audience, and just thinking about it from a mind, like um, a business mindset, you know. Um, but at the same time, it's just like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm doing this because. This I, I was in the military before. Yeah. This is my fight now. Yeah. Right. I'm a, I'm still a warrior, but my art is is my fight. Right. And so I got to go head on to yeah. into it and, and and make some people feel uncomfortable because you know what I think it's about time. Well, you're right because due. because we can't have conversations about this if somebody That's is not willing to be uncomfortable. Right. Right. Yeah. And if, if we all, agree. you know, we all agree. Okay, great. Let's not leave. Yeah. No. Right. Right. What's, no, so what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. There's, 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 there's going to be a change or a shift or another conversation that happens outside of this room. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a goal as well. Not just here, what you learn, but what are you going to say when you get in the car? Yeah. And then you're going to tell your friends about it. And then they're going to come back and then we're going to watch it again and we're going to have another discussion. You know, yeah. it should be an ongoing conversation until. We actually see things changing. And I think that's the difference of the essence of this piece overall, why we find like, you know, we, we update it as, as we go. The, the line, there's one line, spoiler alert, Wakanda is not our ceiling. And that line, we, we, we did this play and wrote this play and performed this play before Black Panther came out. So we try and edit it at the time as we're going. And then we added Wakanda when Black Panther came out. We tried to keep up in the times of things mm-hmm. and just and just realized everywhere this goes, I wonder if we're doing a play or if we're just having an, our own mini rally or our own mini conference. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I always wonder that sometimes. So mm-hmm. I never thought of it that never. way. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> interesting, but the play is so theatrical that I think yeah. obviously. You're in the middle of a, of a thousand dollar set, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the the there there is a there is a rally aspect to it, but I think that the, again, the conversation has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, and we've got actor. So you're an act, you come from acting, you come from musical theater, and you said you come from from. from I opera? actually have a master's in opera, but I did decide to go down the path of plays and musicals. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there, can I ask you why you chose not to pursue opera? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, I feel like it's related to my race, honestly. Um, I just, I'm not a, I feel like being boxed in sort of person, and I think that, you know, anytime I step into those, first off, there's so, 
I almost cussed. Um, they're so You're allowed to. It's good. They're so fucking stuffy in those goddamn yeah. opera audition rooms, and they just—I mean, you know—it's like the—it's like you're wasting their time even being there most of the time. Oh, no. And then you know you get up there and you sing your aria, and they say thank you, and that's it. But they. You know, there's just always in the opera world, in my opinion, from my perspective, mm-hmm. there was always this idea of exactly what it is they want from mm. it. You know, they've been doing this this, uh, this Mozart piece for three, four hundred years now, or however long, and they know exactly what they want. And I never really felt like I could really give my own and put myself into mm. my art. I always felt like they, they had to direct me in a certain way, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, definitely, it, I definitely don't think it helped being one of the probably one of the only black people that they mm. ever see for, for these shows, you know. It's other than Porgy and Bess, like, oh, can I see you doing anything else? So, yeah, I opted to go down this path instead, and I, I felt like it, it's, it's made more sense. I've been able to, to put myself into everything that I do. So what do you think needs to happen in the spaces of opera and musical theater for us to not feel like that typecasting is, is always there, even though it just sometimes lingers and it is, but... What do you think needs to change, or what is a next step that one could do to open that up, so that it's in the classical world? It would be, in the up. classical world, mm-hmm. um, it would be great if there were more black people, or other just people of color who are actually in charge of casting things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's instead of the same old white right. guy doing the conducting all the time, yeah. let's see some women. Let's see some at, at, at Kobe Bryant's funeral. You know, Kobe Bryant is. Uh, Controversy, yep. controversial mm-hmm. topic, but mm-hmm. at his, at, I'm sure. just mentioning that that I watched a clip of uh, Alicia Keys was performing. Um, she just did a piano sonata with uh, orchestra, and there was a black conductor conducting with locks and everything. And I was like, you never see that mm-hmm. in the classical world. And it's it's so. I mean, I think that that musical theater and plays and and just that just that sort of the arts is getting to be a little bit more diverse in terms of who's doing the casting, but I think the opera world has, has stayed pretty stagnant in that it's just old white men running things. And yeah. yeah, I mean, okay. you know, it's it's just like with society as a whole. If we want all these systemic things to change, it has to, the people who are at the table making the decisions have to change. The policy you know? makers, right? And, yeah. and, and, to, and to, their, to their point before, a very strong point these two made up, in what we're saying and what's being recorded here, is it fair to say this and now opera houses don't want to cast Professor Ruchi because he's... Right. <laughs> no, really, to that, is that... That's really, yeah. Because I feel the same way about because, musical theater. Yeah. Um, Chris may feel like musical theater is more open. I've never explored opera, but... But once again, I'm a little more palatable. <laughs> I it's true. No. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. I I'm super opinionated. I very recently cut my locks off, so I have I've had locks for majority of my Which career. Which I I mean I to, I think I said that to you. Like when I, I let my hair grow off for three years, but I never locked them because I felt like that would just cut off yeah. any. It and it did. Box me it did. The second I cut my locks off so many more things were available for me. And I didn't even think about that. I was like very attached to my locks. Mm -hmm. Like it was a part of my identity. And yes, when I cut them, it was for spiritual purposes. But like afterwards looking around and being like, oh, okay, so you're interested. So you want to book me for an audition now? Like, because I can wear a wig or I can, you know, like it's it's so crazy. Because literally... And I hope the right people hear this. These are not people rallying against theater or no. against musicals or against opera. Like it sucks that we cannot have an honest opinion about maybe how we feel the past hundred years of 
theater and opera has been going in a city and just say, this is how we feel and why we feel that way when you typecast me or when you direct me a certain way in a room. Mm-hmm. Is there not another opera you could buy for a, a full yeah. black cast? Or is, are there not other things you could do to make it more? It's like, how many times are you going to do Hairspray? Right? Like, how many times are you going to do Guys and Dolls? So I, I, I love to chime in on this because I'm, I am excited and yeah. I am grateful that there, there has been there have been shifts. I'd like to see those shifts increase. Yeah. For example, I, we started today talking about the show, which I will not mention, right? Yeah. in which we had a director that dropped an N-bomb. My major problem with that was when that happened, the people that were making the decisions on the other side of that, like of how to respond, there were no black people in that room, except for the writer, right? right. right. So I'm super grateful to be on a show right now mm-hmm. Where I have a, a black director and a black producer, you know, and yeah. a person of color that is the, um, you know, uh, a, a non-white person that is the artistic director of the theater that it's based mm-hmm. in, right? So I'm super grateful for these shifts and these changes. I'd like to see those increase as well. Yeah, right? absolutely. We have a, our lighting designer identifies as black. Our yeah. set design, work production set designer identifies as black. That's so ever be like, yeah. I, 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 I made sure... We will have an all-black team at best. I've made sure of that yeah. at minimum. The the room, like as you're saying about about you know, the theater world, is you look at all the people who are in the positions of power, with a couple of exceptions. Mm-hmm. This theater and factory, you mostly have white people at the top, white mm-hmm. men at the top, yeah. and they're surrounded. I'm Soul Pepper now. Soul Pepper's in that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Waity, waity, waity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is great. Um, but so many of these these rooms are populated by predominantly uh, white people and white men. Who, again, in a situation like that, with 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 that theater that shall not be named, it if something like that happens, there is nobody backing up the the black members of the cast. There's nobody saying that was wrong. They're trying to cover their asses. They're trying right. to figure out how. How that was not what he said, or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, I will say this because there were people that came forward and said okay. that, and I, I, I don't want to paint it like the board didn't say that. They did. The biggest issue, though, is the amount of time that it takes for a, a black person to explain to you why this is messed up. Yeah. that's triggering, yeah. right? That you're yeah. causing more trauma in yeah. just doing because you that, have to right? relive it every like, single yeah. time. Yeah. You explain so if it. I have a black person that's on that board or in that room. I don't even have to explain it. They he, he, he so they'll be like, it. okay. He's like, oh, that listen. is not, nope, we got to cut <laughs> this now. <laughs> the idea that we, that at this point in this, in 2020, we would still have to explain why that's a problem. Yeah, is, that's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Which is, again, why a show like this has to exist. Yeah. And there always, and there, this is something, that, again, devil's advocate, the producer mind here, I want to put something into the... <laughs> 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 I, I just don't want us to sit here and record something like that says, we all, this is blackness. No. Six of us no. Black. But, and we're not doing that. But yeah, I, I saw how it's coming say out. that I when think. I look at... When I look at where we are, where the theater we're sitting in, the space we're sitting in, and whatnot, mm-hmm. and uh, when we talk about all white, you talk about the past company you were at, uh, Chris Bautista, with the all white board and whatnot. I always ring in my thought, and I said to Natasha yesterday, "Oh, like, oh, God bless Andy McKinn, because I wouldn't be here without Andy McKinn. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be sitting in here doing this interview without Andy McKinn. Mm-hmm. I would not. We would not have this in the season without Andy McKinn." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all those little things play. I wonder thoughts on that in terms of 
are we favored because we're black? Do we get special treatment because it's a black piece? <laughs> well, <laughs> why shouldn't why shouldn't we though? It's it's crazy that these are the questions that we ask, and they seem yeah. like they're frivolous questions, or like where are these questions coming from? But no, it's a real thought that we have to go through in order to get to the next thought that we say out loud. Yeah. There's a, yeah. so much Ooh. inner conversation that we have. Sorry, when you that we say that I don't want to be that actor. I don't want to be the actor that's chosen because I'm because black. you're black. Yeah, yeah. I want to be chosen that's the worst because I'm talented. And, and because like, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna work hard at it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna do, do this role. It's justice, or at least try my damnedest in order to do so, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that when it comes to castings, though, it's like I don't want to just go out for black roles. I want to go out for any ethnicity. Or I want to go out for a Caucasian role. As long as it's not like family and it's like like not the son or whatever. Like I want to go out for a role that's not meant for a, a black person as well. You, you know what I mean? I just want to go out for a role. Yeah. 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 But I mean, we still have the the in, in theater and in television, we often still have the, the white White is normal. Exactly. Yeah. That's universal. Right? right? White is normal. Beauty, beauty in America is built off of the white female, uh, built off of white females. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The construct of traditional beauty mm-hmm. is built off of straight hair and blue eyes. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> so, I don't know how much, I don't have uh, as much time as I would like. No. Because I usually want to talk to people about, um, why they started doing theater and 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 what drew them? I would love to hear you talk more about like opera and musical theater and all of this stuff, but we don't have much time left. Um, so we'll ask you each with this show: what is the thing that you are most looking forward to seeing in performance? I would say audience reaction. Yeah, audience, audience reaction. reaction and interaction, mm. or lack thereof interaction, and those are the moments where they're uncomfortable. Yes, we did it. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're feeling something. They're, they're, there's a shift or change or something in the audience. That's what I was looking for. And with that, that audience reaction and how that, how we work together. Like how is that? How is that going to change my character? Mm. How is how is feeling what this person is feeling right here? That's right in front of my face. If there's like a, a white man sitting right there and he's so uncomfortable, how is that going to change the way I deliver my line? How is that going to change my blocking? Am I going to want to walk past him every time? Am I going to like? I'm very curious to see like if that really changes how my character interacts with the space. And I want to make sure that we support each other through those. Oh, you know of what course. I mean? And so like I look forward to that part, right? like the person to my left or my right and making sure that we go into this as a unit and we know that we got each other's back no matter what right and especially at that discussion right and yeah, yeah I look forward to that <laughs> awesome. I, I don't know. what are you looking for? Um, just learning how people are receiving and understanding the work mm-hmm. um, what I aim not to do is like Again, like, how does this make white people feel? I just be like, next question. Like, that's how I feel. Yeah, but, for real. Um, I hope that through the, the iterations and polishing of the work, that you know, those that thought trail will become more in depth, and I can find things or people can show me things in the play that I didn't even see. So that the the conversation is just on a deeper level. I'm actually just curious, honest, um, honestly, just to see 
what kind of people come Ooh, out that to the show. too. I never, yeah. Um, because uh, we've been having this discussion with Tasha, and um, I am convinced that it's going to be majority white audiences. Yeah. Um, but who knows? <laughs> I, I, I just want to say, like, if it's majority white audiences, Good. Yeah. Like, yes, but also but like also like like let them be uncomfortable. Yeah. But yes. also like. You know, but that's why that blackout performance is so important. Yes, and blackout performance. And again, I, I find I sort of agree, but devil's advocate that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, majority white audiences, because the reality is like, are, are how many majority white pieces content is is out there for them to go to? Yeah. I. I talk about this with Natasha. I don't want to underestimate the black dollar. Mm. I, I want I want to give the black dollar a chance to say, you know what? In my heart, I'm hoping and I feel that'll be majority mixed audiences. I hope for that um, because I just don't want to underestimate the black dollar. And I'm not saying Chris is when no. he says I'm, you're not when you, you're not underestimating at all. I just um, I think it's just coming from experience and like what you see when you walk into. And I'm sure yeah. that the majority of people who come to this theater, you know, yeah. are, are white. So yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been just the season ticket holders alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I've been to black productions where it's just like. Yeah, <laughs> when you're like the only one in the audience, you're like, oh yeah. shoot! Like, but but then when I did when I did Choir Boy in Montreal, which is a blackity black 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 show, we always had, <laughs> we always had a good like a good chunk of a strong uh, vocal black group in the audience. Some you know, right? and they were just yeah. like, even if it was just ten of them, they were, like, <laughs> they were proud to be there and cheering you on the whole way. So you know, it's mm. still I think that. It, even if, if it's even if it's only ten percent of black people in here, yeah. they'll probably be very like ugh, and give you the good energy you need. To keep Please on. be yes. vocal. <laughs> Don't be afraid. It reminded, reminded me of um, the last show that I did, uh, and it was in London, Ontario, and but it was it was all black cast, and I remember going out on stage the first time and not only seeing all white people but all white people with all white hair, and I was just like, oh, that's a different element as well, you know. So I, I wonder what it will feel like to be in front of an all-white audience, or mm. if that happens, yeah. mostly, that are young people and also theater, theater-goers yeah. and theater. Yeah. I will also say, like, I think there's this thing with uh, Canadian theater that people don't feel comfortable to, like, be loud and, oh, and oh, like, God, be... Yeah. Like, when I go to see a show, if I'm, like, all the way in the balcony and I'm watching, like, my friend on stage... They'll be like, they'll text me at intuition and be like, I can hear you laughing. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like there's this fear to to have audible reactions to things that are happening on stage. Like, uh, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was, I don't know. Someone told me that they went to a show and they were shushed. Mm-hmm. Like someone was shushed. Like someone was like, shh. Like watch, oh, yeah, that and it's like, yeah, and it's like, sure. what, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I can't laugh, I can't gasp. Like yeah. if I'm t- thrown off, if I'm shocked, like why can't I have it's a reaction? Well, because we have scenes that um, touch base to the Caribbean background or Caribbean dialect and whatnot um, <laughs> <laughs> that, are, that are very, very funny. And it always, I say to Tasha, Natasha, it always makes me think back to the movie theaters and the stage plays back home in Barbados, and I'm just like. You can't even hear the movie back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what the stage play was. Yeah. I'm coming back and speak for a second. Like, yeah. <laughs> because we're just talking live. And, hey, move on the way. Like, like we're just yelling at each other. <laughs> I remember I went and saw Science. Science when Science came out. And Night Channel on Signs in, um, I would have seen in Barbados. 
all these all Asians in theater just screaming and yelling at the aliens at the screen and I'm just like this is amazing this is cool so that's the space we want people to feel comfortable with here yeah um, we but, need that it feed yeah. it feeds us we as actors energy i also uh. want to tie all that together with saying don't let the white or the, the dominant gaze pull you back yeah. from that black Mm. Because that I've noticed is what pulls us back as much as we want to. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So So come, holler, make noise. I also hate to be a bugger, but we have a cute, we have a run to do. (laughs) 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 Producer Troy. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. This has been a Homebody Productions production.